I actually realized that I want to amend um, the last Friday episode that we did. Um, and that was about balancing personal, private life, business. Amend your take? Media, all that. Yeah, I want yeah. to amend my take a little bit. Hit it. Um, I think that uh, it is remarkably like uh, being on a diet. Okay. Uh, in terms of uh, like macros or it's remarkably like uh, working out relative to exercise selection. Okay. Where you have a budget of, like, you have a budget of calories, right? You have so many calories you can take in, and you can take them in here and here and here, yeah. right? Or in terms of, like, max effort lifting. there You have a budget... In, in, you don't necessarily always know what going in, but you can feel it as you go along. Yeah. Of how much heavy lifting you can do, how much volume you can do, whatever, whatever, whatever. Talking about like a sharing bat- battery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that that is also true about about personal life versus business, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And it's not always the same thing. Like when you when you're moving forward. It's not always forty percent this and twenty percent this and forty percent that or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it is more that it that those things go back and forth. And when you start to feel out of balance, is when you have to kind of force things back into into a comfortable zone for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Too too much of an extreme of either. Yeah. You're like, wow, my my content is bland because all I'm talking about is sets and reps, and now no one knows who I am. Right. And then, wow, I just told my whole life story five times in a row. Right. Let's talk about. Uh, Elon Musk's body, right? Or, or if you if you know that, like from a business standpoint, you have something going on that is that takes a lot of your um, your physical time and your your mental space, yeah. and maybe even your emotional energy. You might not be all of all that available, yeah, outside of that for a period of time. But know that you're gonna you're gonna turn the ship back into the lane at some point. And have and have more of a balance, but I think that expecting to have a balance all the time is crazy and crazy making. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I I couldn't agree with you more. And for me, I think though a lot of that is unconscious. Yeah, how much I share or not, and it's based on like my mental load. Yeah, not necessarily my physical stress. And I've I've said it many times here and otherwise, where like balance for some reason people think is a static position. Yeah, and it's not. Yeah, it's a dynamic life's dynamic just as much as whatever balance may be dynamic and like going 80 percent towards work isn't an unhealthy balance yeah it's maybe an unhealthy balance if you do it for a decade right but for for a while i mean like if you have a project that are you going to give less to a project that's important to you from a business standpoint yeah and have the outcome be less than it would have been. It was not going to get anywhere. Put, yeah, or just yeah, certainly not going to happen. Whatever, unless you put that amount of work into it. But but also know that like those things end right or change or, change, or you adapt or, or you build systems right. 
Right. Same I'd imagine for a kid, and obviously I can't speak on this. But I have no kids that I know of. But uh, puppies or something. Yeah. Like the first week you get one, I imagine this is similar with your very first child ever. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? And you're looking at this thing for 24 hours a day. Yeah. Because yeah, is it going to die? Is it going to start bleeding? What the fuck's going on? Is it going to shit on everything? Yeah. How yeah. do? Yeah. Is it, and a puppy is it going to eat everything? Like, right. what are we doing? And then eventually the puppy learns you, and you learn the puppy. Yeah. And then your kid's 16, and you might not see him for a week. Yeah. Because he's doing his own shit. Like, you right. understand what's going on. And a work work is similar. Fucking diet similar to. Yeah. Like, how much, not only how strict you stick to it, but how much attention you have to pay to it. Right. Once you find a flow, I'm eating the same shit every day. And I'm on the most, quote unquote, strict diet I've ever been on. But it's easier. Yeah. Because I've done it now for three months, and I know exactly what I'm eating every day. Yeah. But in the beginning, I was like, fuck, dude, I'm hungry, and where am I going to eat next, and how do I fit these macros, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, those are pretty damn good analogy and the episode's over later losers <laughs> yeah seriously i was actually trying to think how can i make this an addendum or whatever and it's like now nah, we have to sit down and, and crank some stuff out because i'm going to be gone next week and so yeah i would throw that in and say that that uh um if you listen to that episode and i hope you listen to this episode too i hope you listen to every episode i hope you take them to heart and memorize them i just hope you share them on facebook and fa- share them on every social media platform because because we could use that it don't hurt. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One Good Question, our Friday episode here at 50% Facts. If you want to get involved, basically what we do is we choose questions from our community, and if you win, you get a little gift from 3SB, Good Company, Third Street Barbell. But what you got to do is join the Discord. So head to 50percentfacts.com. There's a tab above. You can click on Discord. If you have the app either on your laptop, your PC, or your phone, join it. It's basically like a group chat meets an old school forum. This is our server for our community only. We have group chat going on. If you see the tabs on the left, that's just where everyone's hanging out, talking mess. Then underneath that, there should be one called The One Good Question. You can throw your questions in there, unlimited amounts, and if it's chosen, you will be featured on the show. I don't know which one we chose today. Oh, building a team yeah. or something of that uh, nature. Where is that one at? I don't know. Top, bottom-ish three. I had it. Qualities you look for in people when assembling, assembling a team. A team. Uh, thinking more in terms of business and management. And, and and I would say, I know you're bringing up business and management, my friend, whoever's asking this question. But uh, one, this is not my expertise. Um, I've ran businesses and helped with businesses for a very long time, but I'm not like a hiring guy. There's like particular skills and interview skills and hiring guys Mm -hmm. like that's that's like a skill like everything else um but i've had to hire a fire uh multiple times and it's what i hate and that's why i'm not a businessman but uh i would say that it's probably the same process and similar qualities at least i look for in everything else Uh, building a basketball team um building friendship building whatever it is you're building um, you find things that you're not good at or that the squad is lacking or the company is lacking or the team is lacking and mm-hmm. you try to fill those holes with someone that does that job better than you or at the very least as good as you to delegate or hopefully better than you. Right. And obviously that's the broad fucking scope answer, but... Yeah, and I think that... Um, I think what's difficult sometimes is that uh, people end up having very similar skills and finding the diversity of skill can be can be a thing. And I think that sometimes you end up, you know, vendoring that stuff out 
because it's hard to find somebody that you can hire that yeah. is enough of a job and whatever. But even then, you're looking for a certain kind of um, similar mindedness, I guess. Yeah, that's uh, where I was going to go next. That was right. like the baseline shit. Okay, you know, and like, um, in gets more layered with business and professional teams because like you said like is it enough of a job do you have the salary cap or do we have the budget right right and so there are things you may need but you can't afford or the type of talent you need on the next level is a career type position and you may not have the budget to take on 20 full-time employees to delegate everything yeah um and that's kind of why i likened it more to like all of them being the same because if you get the base qualities of like buy-in, mm-hmm. buy-in and loyalty, you can just never go wrong. Someone could be absolutely talentless, but if they're about it, they're going to help you more than someone with slight talent who's not about it because they're going to yeah. find a way. If someone's truly fucking about it, doesn't matter what it is, um, and as long as they're not dumb as a total rock, if they got some intelligence in them and they're fucking about it, chances are they'll find a way to make themselves useful or be resourceful purely because they're about the team. They're, you know, the slogan I've been saying is be a part of something bigger than yourself. And if you're a part of that, you're going to find your niche and it may be smaller than others. Yeah. You know, in basketball reference, maybe you're just, maybe you're just the kid on the bench that makes everybody feel good. That's like the lowest thing you could be on a team, right? (laughs) You're not really putting on the scoreboard. You're not Mm -hmm. rebounding. You're not, you're not even feeding me water when I'm tired, but you just make the whole team chemistry or feel better. Mm-hmm. That's a position needed in business too. If yeah. morale's high, we're moving. Right. Um, and that's like literally just high effort, high loyalty. Yeah. And I, I think that, um, <clears throat> oh goodness, where was I going? Uh, oh, I know. Sometimes you find people who are super talented and you know that they're going to outgrow your job. Right. And I think that as a business owner, as a business leader, you have to understand that that's actually a better thing than than it sounds like on the surface. Yeah, there's two routes there, right? You, you either uh, welcome that and welcome a mentor position yeah. and, and get the most out of them and give the most out of them as you can at the time period you have, or you elevate and you put them somewhere, right? Yeah. Like, uh in, in these type of businesses, for some reason, it's not that common, but like lawyers and shit or, or other big jobs, it's it's the norm. Yeah. Oh, so-and-so worked here for five years. He's so fucking talented. He became partner. Right. Right. Like, I don't know why that's not more of a norm in other jobs, um, but it's definitely possible. Uh, and it makes sense to me because like you said, like that, that's more common than not. And that's whether you guys agree with it or not. I don't want to get into that discussion, but that's how just our world is built. And capitalism. Yeah. You know, the guys that don't have more than, you know, two, three, four, five tools, they're going to go do their own shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they will be the boss. Mm-hmm. And if you only have one or two tools, then you're probably going to be under a boss. Yeah. Well, often those people are there for the experience. And if they are, then just give them the best experience that yeah. you, you can you can give them and also uh, get from them the best they have to offer. Sure. And they're, they could have a lasting impact on the company and not physically be there anymore. Right. And, and in a positive way. And and the long-term friendship or business relationship can continue to benefit both parties, even if they go on to their own thing. Yeah. Somebody that, I, and I've, I know I've mentioned it before, and I don't really know what the current state of uh, play is because I haven't talked to him in a while, but I always admired the way um, Jason Kalipa built his business. 
because <clears throat> he started off entirely on his own. And then as he started to have to add staff, because you can't do everything and yeah. you don't have all the expertise and whatever, he he looked through basically his network, people he went to, to, to college with and who had been out in the world and gotten experience and different things and pulled them in and they were about it. They were about it. They, yeah. just, they, 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 they liked Jason. They wanted to, to work with Jason. They wanted the, to see the whole company succeed. And, you know, it was, it was a comfortable situation built on pre-existing relationships, but not really relying on those relationships in order to succeed. Yeah, another one uh, while we're going through examples is Kelly Stratt. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Stratt, I don't know if it was an interview or if it was off air, but one time uh, I was talking to him, this is probably eight years ago now, I don't even fucking know, but there was a, um, it was brought up like, what's the most, um, what are you most proud of as of right now over the last year, over mm -hmm. the last three years of, of San Francisco CrossFit? And he said, oh, uh, we incubated eight different businesses. Yeah. Meaning his employees or his members somehow worked within the network and built a company or a business out of what they were doing. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. That, that's like a big we over me type mentality, which is, is rare in this world, let alone business. Right. For some reason, people can be like super selfless and like buy you dinner and like give the shirt off your back type shit or let you stay at their house or whatever the fuck it might be, borrow their car. But then like they, you get into like business mode and people are turn cutthroat. But yeah. you don't have to be. It yeah. can always be we over me. Yeah. You don't want to ever be in a situation, God knows we've seen it, where people think of their their business partners, their people, the people that they work closely with, collaborate with, who are their employees, as some kind of a threat. Yeah. Like you can't, you really can't live like that. That that state of paranoia will kill your business. Well, and just like why? Yeah, exactly why. Yeah, yeah because again, like we're talking about, like if you get that talented person and you know they're going to do their own thing eventually, you got two routes. Like, like nurture them get what you can, help them as much as you can, and then continue that relationship when they start their own business or whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. Again, the lawyer thing uh, is the other one. Make them some type of partner or, or whatever executive mm -hmm. or whatever the fuck it might be because there's just no real reason, even pure business-wise, even if you don't like each other. Yeah. You could not like each other, not want to go grab pizza after work. But you can acknowledge what when, somebody can accomplish. Yeah. And you can still do good things together. Yeah, yeah. Like a, sure. a majority of business, we're in small business because we want to work with people we like. But regular business, you don't get to choose that. Yeah. So like you can still have successful business, do good things, continue to grow your business and someone else's business and not like them personally as well. Yeah. The, I was reading an article and I'm just, I'm just quoting it out of my ass. I have no idea exactly if, if I'm dead on with this, but some study was showing that sort of the top wage earners got their jobs through their networks, not through, sure. through really anything else. Yeah. This, I mean, that really leans into, you know, going to a good school or being involved with a, with a, with a team or, yeah. you know, like, a, a, yeah, that's the old school thought, right? It's yeah. like you go to Stanford, sure. The education's more, but it's like the lineage you're going to hop yourself into. Right. And then every Stanford guy has your back. I don't know how that works anymore. Um, but I do know that was a thing for a little bit. Yeah, it was. Should we cap this one off? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, 3sb.co, grab all your clothes. There should be, um, a new capsule the week after this episode. So check that out. Um, third street barbell. If you're in Northern California, you can find us. I'm Sal Mike. If you want to find me, New episodes every Wednesday, Friday. I don't know if I said that. Share this thing out, uh, and we'll catch you in the next one. I'm at the Jimmy G on all the social media. This show is 50% facts. Where percent is a word, 50 is just numbers. 50% facts is a Spreaker Prime podcast in association with iHeartMedia on the 
Obscure Celebrity Network. And we will talk to you next week. <laughs>